Welcome to Some Would Say. Casual chats for curious people. Your weekly podcast hosted by us, Amelia Rose and Lara May, unpacking all things life from the arts to well-being, from work to play and hearing what others have to say. Today, we hear what Kate Williams has to say about her impressive company, Retreat Yourself. Kate openly shared her experience of what it takes to start and grow a business, including that one time she was blow drying coconut bowls on the floor of her apartment. This episode perfectly combines self-care and business. We know you will love. Welcome, Kate, to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. The pleasure is all ours. And a question that we ask all guests is if we were to take you on a night out, what is your DJ song request and why? And what would we order you to drink? Definitely an espresso martini, for sure, hands down. Um, Not too many, though. (laughs) (laughs) Dangerous territory. I know. It's those... Those drinks when you go, should I have a second one? And you're like, this is risky. <laughs> and then you're on the moon all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> running around like crazy. Um, in terms of music, I don't know. I reckon like a remixed Fleetwood Mac song probably. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any specific DJ. I like all different kinds of music. so You I'm can't go wrong that. with a Fleetwood Mac remix, honestly. Yeah, yeah so good. Amazing. Wow. Well, uh, for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and who Kate is. So um, I'm Kate. Obviously, I run a business called Retreat Yourself, which is a health and wellness business. Um, Our main product is our seasonal retreat in a box. Um, So basically, that's like a box that you can subscribe to or you can buy once off. Um, It comes with a range of all Australian health and wellness products uh, alongside of a 36-page magazine. Um, It's really about like taking time out for you and prioritising your health. So that's the business that I run. Um, I live in Torquay um, on the surf coast in Victoria, which is a beautiful little surf town uh, with my beautiful little two-year-old Charlie and my husband. Um, I'm originally from New Zealand, left there when I was 20, so sometimes you can hear my little twang when I say six and stuff <laughs> but um yeah and then traveled traveled for a very long time and then found myself in Torquay so yeah it's good nice. love it yes amazing can you yeah. um take us back to the beginning of retreat yourself because I was doing a little bit of digging yesterday and I had no idea you guys started in 2015 that's yeah, such a yeah. long time ago I know <laughs> take us back it to was. the beginning like where did everything start yeah, I think like while the business started in 2015, I think the idea for it was started like started forming a long time before that. Um, I so yeah, I had the idea in like May 2015. I launched the business in around November. Um, I had always wanted to work in the in a field where I was helping people. I kind of wanted to do life coaching or something like that. Um, even though it was only seven years ago, which I suppose is quite a long time, a lot of cha- lot has changed since then. I think back then people were like, they, there was a bit of a stigma around life coaches, I suppose. Um, I had a life coach and my friends would be like, 
you don't need a life coach, you're good at life. And I'm like, no, that's not the point. Like I'm doing it to um, better myself and whatever. Mm. Um, So I, um, and I was also really interested in nutrition and health and that kind of forming a basis of, you know, um, how you feel about yourself and really the foundation of how you feel. So I um, was working in corporate at the time and I started, I'd been there for about a year, I think. I had a bit of a quarter life crisis. I'd been traveling for years and was like, I need to do something with my life. So I took myself to Melbourne and got a corporate job. Um, And I started um, studying holistic nutrition, which is kind of like a course where you can become like a holistic health coach. And I think while I was working in that job, I really, because I've been, I think just because I've been traveling for so long and I'd just um, been living life the way that I chose to live it um, and then stepping into corporate where people were kind of on this hamster wheel, I started noticing that a lot of people were kind of just existing. They weren't thriving. They weren't um, loving their everyday life. Like people would come home from um, a holiday or they'd get to work on a Monday and they'd already be planning their next holiday or the next weekend and people would be whinging about, you know, it being Monday or whatever. And I, that concept didn't didn't really, um, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't really agree with that and it wasn't something that I kind of believed in or lived by. And um, I think while I was working in, corporate like every lunchtime I'd take my lunch and go and sit in the park or I'd go and listen to the busker on um you know like on what's called what's that street called Burke Street um or whatever I'd just do little things I'd open the curtains people would eat their lunch behind their desk with all the blinds closed closed in the dark and I'm like I mean no wonder you're not thriving like you've you've got all these habits that aren't um serving you well so Um, that was really where I identified that I wanted to help people get more out of their daily lives. Um, And a lot of it um, came down to health as well, like the the choices that people were making in their day-to-day as well. Um, And so, yeah, that's really where, like, the want to help people um, thrive came from. Um, So, yeah, I took the holistic nutrition course and I started um, studying personal training and I was like, going to do this like I'm going to have this like coaching program it's going to be around health and it's going to be a bit of life coaching and whatever and I started a blog and it just like it just didn't flow um just didn't work I'm a big believer in that when you're doing what you're meant to it'll flow and it and it'll work for you um and it just wasn't working so I spoke with my husband about it and I was like I really just want to be able to go around and like hit people on the head with a wand and help them feel good like I just want to reach like thousands and thousands and thousands of people but I just don't know how to do it um and we were talking one night and I was like how cool would it be I'd seen subscription boxes before um one of the girls I worked with used to get um Bella Box and Harvest Box in the office Mm -hmm. and we used to talk about how cool it would be to do one that had like um health and wellness products from Australian brands we already had been like brainstorming the concept long before I actually had the idea um And, yeah, I said to my husband, how cool would it be to do, like, a box that arrived on your doorstep, like, every month or every couple of months? Um, And it had all um, beautiful products. It had, like, information that you would kind of get from, like, a life coach or something like that, like, information that encourages you to think differently and, um, you know, and encourage you to take time out for yourself and prioritise your health um, as being a foundation to living a life that you truly enjoy. Um, And so I was like, oh, I've got this idea, like, how am I going to do it? And then one day I was like, oh, retreat yourself. Like, that's what it's going to be called. And it just like from there, everything snowballed and everything, um, yeah, started. So that's really where it all began. Um, and, yeah, it's been a steep 
steep journey since but it's been awesome <laughs> wow such a cool story I love that it's um it's I guess people get packages arrive on their doorstep every day but to think that something is arriving specifically for you like in a scheduled way that's only there to benefit you just sounds like the dream right mm, so good so good yeah I think it's like you know people pay to go and get a massage mm. or people pay to do things that are for them um and really that's kind of what the box is there for like it's like mm. you know, it's you get it for yourself um you like obviously all the beautiful products we've tried tested researched them we know that they're better for your alternatives and stuff that you would generally use mm-hmm. um so that'll last you a really long time then you get like rituals associated with them we're kind of changing things up a little bit for our next box but really it's like encouraging you to use those products mindfully so it could be as simple as like applying body lotion to your legs right you just do it in the morning and you slap it on your legs um where we want to encourage people to um, be mindful when they're doing that and create what we call retreat rituals around the use of these products to encourage more mindful behaviors in their everyday life and therefore improving their enjoyment so yeah it's like a little little retreat rituals in your in your day-to-day yeah those um your boxes in particular are just like incredible and lara and i Um, retreat yourself for everyone listening was a sponsor in October as a lot of you would have heard and it's so true like the love that you guys pour into your boxes not only in the products but like how you said the rituals and the information that you give it's so well thought out and so like curated so beautifully that it is this whole like experience it's not just consuming if that makes sense yeah yeah and that's really what we wanted it to be um i think like there's a lot of junk out there and we didn't want to just be contributing to the junk like there actually is heart and soul behind this and every single thing that we do and every decision that we make every email like bit of email communication or communication to our customers all comes from like the heart as corny as that might sound but it's like we really want to have an impact and that's where the idea for this business started it wasn't necessarily just about the products like the products is a whole nother um part of it but um we wanted to create something that's just not contributing to consumerism it's actually having an impact and the products are actually beneficial and healthy and better alternatives to Mm. everyday stuff so it's awesome to hear that it's felt through the boxes as well and i love how the concept of being present um in moments not just related to meditation i think that's something that so many people think oh like be present so while i'm meditating only but no you can be present while you're eating you can be present while you're doing those self-care rituals like moisturizing your legs like that's something i i know i forget about a lot i'm sure there's so many things in the box that you can just like take that moment for that specific thing and be like and now i'm going to be present and that's your meditation almost for the day you know Yeah, well, that's what meditation is. It's just being it's being present and it's like separating yourself from your thoughts and yeah. you kind of use a meditative um, state of mind in, in so many areas of your life. And mm-hmm. I think for me, like my, like for me personally, every day when I get up, I want to enjoy my day. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not going to have highs and lows and things aren't going to be hard, but it's being present and finding, I guess a word to use it is enchanting. Like I, like, I love the word enchanting. Like you could get up and go through your day mindlessly. You could go get your coffee, you could go to work, you could go see a friend, you go, go to bed. But instead of that, you're like, Oh, I'm like having this coffee and it's so delicious. Like, yeah. and just it's beautiful. The sun shining. Like it, I know that it to some people they'll be like, oh, like corny, but it's, so it actually has such a significant on your experience of your day-to-day life and 
for me, that's what I live for. Like I don't want to waste my days away and get to the end of my life and be like, what the hell was I doing? I want to know that every day I woke up and I was like grateful for what I had in front of me and I actually truly was present and experienced it. And that's not to say I don't run around like a headless chicken. Like yeah. <laughs> but it's making like we live in a busy world and there's a lot of distraction and there's so much going on all the time. But it's making a conscious effort and being reminded to make a conscious effort to enjoy the little things and prioritize your health and happiness. And I guess, yeah, that's what the boxes are there to do. So because I believe about in it so passionately um, that, yeah, that's why it will come through into the boxes as well. And one more thing to add on that note, I don't often remember quotes, but for some reason this quote stands out for me and I, I've remembered it for years and it makes me think of that when I think of Retreat Yourself. It's um, you can live your life, I think it's by Albert Einstein of all people, you can live your life as if everything is a miracle or nothing is a miracle. And it's yeah. and it, that's exactly what makes me... that is what Retreat Myself makes me think of. Yeah, it's almost like romanticising your life, like that whole TikTok trend of like romanticise your life. And sometimes I'm kind of like a bit toxic, like gives yeah. me the toxic vibes, but it's so true. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll often think I'll just be sitting on the couch and I'll be like, holy fuck, like I live here. Yeah. Like, you know, when you have those moments where you're just like, what the hell, what am I worried about? Like, shut up, brain. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, like I know what you mean about toxic. Toxic um, positivity and stuff. Yeah, I'm glad that that's all come. That's uh, like quite a recent thing over the past few years. I think that people are really starting to realise that it is toxic to be hyper positive all mm-hmm. the time. Um, but I don't think romanticising your life or like you're living an enchanting, enchanting life. I like that word for some reason. Um, isn't that you're not present with the stuff that's hard either? Like you don't go oh, I feel really shit today and I feel really down. Oh, well, like I'm grateful. It's not doing It's not doing that, but it's in the moments where things are good, you recognise it. And when the moments that things are hard, you also recognise it too. Like a lot of stuff in the magazine that we include in the box, so we put in a 36-page magazine that we put together ourselves. Um, and a lot of the activities in there are like reflective exercises, like what have been some of the most challenging parts of your life and why and like, you know, really feeling into those things as well it's Mm -hmm. i think wholesome rich life doesn't necessarily mean that things are always great Mm -hmm. it means that you're present enough and you're grounded enough in yourself to be able to ride the waves of the the more challenging things as well but still feel secure and grounded so yeah that's kind of i i know what you mean about that trend and i i love it but um yeah the toxic positivity thing definitely Mm -hmm. we um we read an interview you did where you chatted about how although your business is serving customers, it also greatly benefits small businesses. Can you talk us through that process and how you secure your brands? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, for sure. We, so yeah, obviously each of our boxes, we do four main seasonal boxes a year. Um, We have mini boxes, we do mystery boxes as well. Um, But our seasonal boxes are our our main, our main thing. Um, So yeah, a huge part about it that a lot of people don't see is that the boxes, uh, the brands that we include in the boxes are we're working with them to help them get their products out into the world. I think um, a lot of it's really hard these days um, for people to grow grow a business online. It's really, really challenging. There's so much noise, there's so much distraction, um, and it's really hard to get cut through, um, especially if you're a little a little brand uh, or a person that started a, a small brand and you're wanting to get it out into the world. So our boxes are really um, a vessel for these brands to get their products into the hands of people who are 
are keen to try new products. That's um, obviously this, I don't know how much you guys know about the subscription box model, but that's really what the subscription box model is based on Mm -hmm. is trialing and experiencing products. That's why people get the boxes. So that is definitely uh, one of the point, the purposes of um, people receiving our boxes is to try and experience new products at a fraction of the cost. So each box that you get um, has over $200 of product um, and it's $79.95 if you're subscribing with free shipping. So you're getting way more value than you pay for um, and you get to trial all of these amazing products. So in terms of getting the brands on board, um, we reach out to a lot of brands. We have a lot of brands reach out to us. Um, we have a lot of repeat brands that we work with. We never duplicate on products um, in um, subsequent boxes, but we work. We might work with a brand and include a couple of different products from their range over a few boxes. Um, and we do a lot behind the scenes in terms of storytelling about their brand. Um, we educate our customers on who they are, and not just what the product is, but also what the brand is and what they stand for. I think like when we go through the process of selecting the products to go in the boxes, we obviously test the product. Um, we all try it. Like everyone on the team tries it. We all have a go with it. Um, I'm coming like, to work for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's actually so fun. And then, but it's not just that we also like research into the brand. We look at what their values are. Cause that's a big thing for us as well as, working with uh, brands that have aligned values. So, um, yeah, it's it, there's multiple, like, parts to this business that you don't necessarily mm. see. You see the boxes and not the rest of the stuff, but a huge amount of work that goes on behind the scenes mm. is, is like, looking after the brands and, and serving the brands and their partnerships. So, yeah, it's pretty full on, but yeah. it's great. <laughs> yeah, I can, I'm so interested in, like, all the logistics of, subscription box like based companies and just like any sort of company like I love the little kind of yeah behind the scenes stuff that probably most people don't give a fuck about no. but I'm like so curious I'm like and then what happens yeah. and then after this step then yeah. how does it go <laughs> a lot of people ask for more like behind the scenes stuff but I think when you call in the day-to-day you're like no one's gonna care about that yes but people, people yeah. like to know what's going on and the operations of this business it is so intense. Like, as I'm sure you can imagine, we've got like in one box, we might have 12 to 15 brands. They're all full size. So they pretty much fill out our whole warehouse. Mm. Um, and then like, yeah, just like packing them all up, like the box, the box packing that goes on, like organizing all of the brands to come in at the right time, making sure that nothing's broken. Like there's so many moving parts. Mm. Um, then we've got the magazine and the contributors to the magazine and all the parts. So there's a lot. And then it's <laughs> like it's getting cool. the products out to the customers, like, yeah. yeah. Everything. The yeah. whole kit and caboodle. And I'm sure like over, like you said before, seven years, probably isn't that long in the grand scheme of like a lot of businesses but to me seven years in business well that's like huge you know they say that most like 95 percent of businesses or something don't last over the first year and you guys are going after seven years like that's incredible and in that time like in 2015 like what was I doing I'm like I don't know TikTok wasn't around like Instagram wasn't really that big um how have you guys kind of like changed over the years or like what have you done to implement growth in your business yeah so we've changed heaps over the years um i'll start by talking about that um i think like i was saying before i started this business from a place of passion and that's really all i knew (laughs) i'd um i've never been to university i left new zealand when i was 20 and i traveled for about seven years 
um, had a year stint in corporate and then kept traveling, <laughs> um, met my husband in Japan and moved back to Melbourne. And that's kind of when I started working on it. So I had no business experience at all, like at all. I didn't know anything about it. I've also got ADHD. So I found it really hard to like apply myself and like actually like focus and get anything done. Like that was actually probably the hardest part of everything was learning how to apply myself um, to, in order to grow a business. Like I hadn't had to use my brain properly in so many years. Mm. So um, it was full on at the start, but because I was so passionate about it I, and I'm pretty headstrong. <laughs> so I was like, I'm doing this. No one's going to stop me. Um, and then about two to three years in, I was like, I can't do this alone. Like it isn't, like I've said, just said before, it's an operational beast, like getting the brands on board and like making sure they're all good and organizing all the product. And then, um, you know, then there's the other side of the business where you're selling to customers. And so I was like, I can't do it alone. I need, I need someone to come and work with me. Um, but I need money to do that. So I saw an ad for Shark Tank. Oh, <laughs> and, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Applied for Shark Tank. And I was like, I'm getting on. And I got all the way through, like there was multiple stages of getting through. I got all the way through to the final round. So I um, had to go into Melbourne and had to like pitch to a, um, a group of people and just missed out. Like they, they, the what? producer called me and was like, I'm so sorry. Like you're just not quite ready. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm not ready. I've like studied my ass off to do this, but and I was devastated at the time. But now in hindsight, I'm like, thank God I didn't get on there because I would have got torn to shreds. Mm. Um, but the information, uh, the information that I'd learned, like I'd learned so much to go on Shark Tank that I was like, I kind of realized, I was like, I don't actually need to go on Shark Tank. I can use the information that I've learned in order to propel the business forward and grow the business. So really that was probably the pivotal moment in the business where it became um, the business and not just a hobby. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I used all of, like, I learned how to forecast properly. I built out a big cash flow forecast, which I think is probably one of the number one reasons lots of businesses don't continue because they don't understand their cash flow, which is so bloody important. If you don't know how much money you've got coming in and going out, then, yeah, you're setting yourself up for failure. Um, but, um, yeah, and then just, like, used all that information and grew the business based on that, learn about like marketing um, ROI and like all of our data and everything. Um, and yeah, use that information to scale the business. Not to say it hasn't been hard. It's been, especially the past couple of years through the pandemic, um, mm. pretty, pretty uh, full on, mm. but um, we're kind of out the, out the other side of that now. Um, I also had my son, Charlie, during that time and he didn't sleep for 15 months. So trying to go through that. Oh. On, but, um, but it's been good. It's been a real um, tumultuous journey, lots of ups and downs, but um, it's been awesome at the same time. We've just steadily been growing. So yeah. yeah, it's great. Speaking of ups and downs, can you share with us some of your kind of biggest business mistakes seeing as we're all nosy and everyone likes a day in our life like videos <laughs> let's share some biggest mistakes and also your most biggest pinch me moments I'm sure shark tank was one of them I was about to say shark week I'm like no shark tank <laughs> that's wrong <laughs> in my mind <laughs> um yeah look I have made like I've made a couple of mistakes. I made a big mistake financially um, a few years ago, which was a big, um, which was, yeah, a little bit of a shake up. Um, but in terms of like day-to-day -day mistakes, 
I've made I've made lots of mistakes. A couple of funny ones um, when I first started, like. I was just like, let's just get this done. And it was our first summer, no, our second summer box. So we're a year in. And I was like, oh, it'd be cool to put coconut bowls in the box. But I couldn't, like, it just wasn't working to get um, any brands with coconut bowls. Eventually we ended up working with actual coconut bowls. But this particular year, I was like, I'm just going to go online and I'm going to order some myself. So I like researched coconut bowls and found a website that looked like it had been built on Publisher. Like the picture of the coconut bowls were like that big. Like you couldn't even see what they looked like. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to order them. So I think I ordered 500 coconut bowls. <laughs> and they turned up. They turned up and they still had like, they were like not polished at all. They had all the fuzz on the outside still. It was like, literal oh, coconut <laughs> bowls straight <laughs> off the beach. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, okay, I've got to make these look better. And at this stage, I was still packing the boxes in my house. I was only a year in. Um, and so I was like, I found, I think I read somewhere that you could polish them with coconut oil. <laughs> so I got coconut oil and I poli- I sat there and polished all of these bowls, um, which took hours. And then I was like, cool, that's all good, like sweet as. And then it was quite warm at the time and I think it cooled off a couple of days later and I looked at the bowls and they all had like hardened white coconut. You can oh. tell so I was like, I can't send these out in the boxes in case it gets hot because then the coconut oil is going to melt all through the box. So then I had to sit there with a blow dryer and blow dry all of them. <laughs> this is so funny. Um, which also took hours and hours and hours. And there's just been multiple things like that that I'm like, it was just, you know, when like people are like, I'm not ready to start a business or I'm not ready to do this. Like just got to throw yourself in there. And if you make a mistake, you just have to fix it. 100%. Blow dryer. Um, so yeah, just stuff, lots of stuff like that. Um, pinch me moments, Shark Tank definitely, but obviously I didn't get on. So then I was like, damn it. Even still, I feel like even being a part of that process and getting so far, I think in itself is a pinch me moment. Totally. Yeah, it was. I think like every day is a pinch me moment when I think about it. Like often I sit here and I'm like, yeah, like look how far we've come. Like we've gone from packing the the boxes in the living in the spare room of my beach shack to um, having our own full-blown warehouse and office and everything. So that in itself is a big pinch me moment. There's been lots along the way. There's been um, PR opportunities that have popped up um, and just even the fact that my our warehouse is like five minutes away from my house. Um, we have awesome staff. Our office is beautiful. Like our community is amazing. We've grown so much. Yeah, there's just lots of pinch me moments in all of it. But um yeah, again, I've got to stop and remind myself of that because it's easy to get caught up in the, mm. you know, rush, rush, rush. And I think when you own your own business, um, we're, you're always striving for the next goal. Like it's always like, okay, now we've got to get to here. Mm. But then you get to get there and you forget to like look back and appreciate the fact that you've actually gotten to there, but instead you're looking at how much further you've got to go. So it's a real conscious effort to stop and go, no, look how well we've done. Like, look where we've got to. So now um, every seasonal box that we do, we have a seasonal box celebration and we go out and celebrate the fact that we've got a, another box out the door. Oh, <laughs> um, good for you. Yeah. It's just, to, just to celebrate. It's yeah. so true. It's almost like I often think in um, the world of business, it's almost like because you're so focused on like the next thing, it's like celebrating those little wins along the way. I don't know. It's almost like I feel like it's not worthy a celebration because it's like, oh no, but I'm not like at where this I want to be yet. Yeah. yeah. 
it's yeah. such an interesting thing to kind of like get your head around but it does yeah. it adds to the enjoyment of doing it because like I feel like people say this all the time business is so hard business is so hard but genuinely like before I kind of entered the world I had no idea I'm like oh yeah it probably just takes up a bit of time but it's like the I was speaking to another founder about it and he was like it really does play on your psyche a lot more than people talk about you know like hiring staff having a warehouse having all those like external things that the business is supporting and like your livelihood as well it's like it's a fucking tough mental game (laughs) to get your head around and it's like it's that kind of thing of like I'm at that stage where I'm like do I want to do this like am I willing to do this it it's weird it's a weird place to be in I think like you need to know what your end goal is. Um, so now anyone that I, t- I love talking to people about business, like I'm super passionate about it. My husband's got a business as well. Um, and I'm often like, what's the end goal here? Like mm. what's, where do you want to be um, This in, in relation to um, it playing on your psyche and stuff? Because otherwise you're just keeping on going and keeping on going. Mm. And it's, it, it's pretty um, tiring and exhausting. And it is a hugely challenging mental game. I feel like, now that we're seven years in, I've developed an ability to switch my brain off. Like if I leave the office, I can just switch off from the stress. I can go out and hang out with my mates and do whatever. And I don't even think about work at all, but mm. I didn't used to be able to do that. That's a learned skill. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's so many parts to it. Like, you know, managing staff, like managing staff is probably the most challenging part. I would say for me personally, um, then there's finances, like making sure you've always got money in the bank, like making sure your cash flow forecast is accurate. Then there's like, you know, the growth component, like what are our targets? Are we meeting those targets? Like there's so many, you know, are the boxes full with the products? Like there's so many moving parts. Um, Mm. But yeah, I think stopping and recognizing how far, far you've come. And I actually don't do it enough to be totally honest, but I do, I do do it, but I should be doing it more. Um, my husband's always like, I'll be like, ah, oh, we did this. And we like, we're meant to sell this many, but we like fell short by 20%. And he's like, you still sold that many, like that's insane. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but we didn't sell blah, blah, blah. And he's like, are you kidding me? Like, listen to yourself. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's such a reality check. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's important to, to check in yeah sure. it is definitely can you um give us a little bit of a day in the life like what what does your day consist of oh it's so different every day <laughs> um day in the life like with work and personal life I'm usually up at like quarter to six um before my toddler gets up um get up get him breakfast my husband starts work kind of around the same time um go to the gym, um, our nanny comes at around like seven um, or he goes to daycare at like eight because it kind of alternates on days. Come into the office, um, make myself a big cup of cacao. I've recently cut out coffee. I love cacao. (laughs) So good. So good. It's so good. Um, Gets me started for the day without the coffee. I just can't Mm. do it. It's my brain apart. Um, Then really just like check my emails, um, and check what I've got on for the day. It's every day is different. Like um, I know some people might go um, admin on a Monday and I do this on a Tuesday, but for me, so we have basically all of our systems and processes, all of our like operation operations, like day-to-day operations are all systemized and they're in a program. So we know that over a 12 month period, 
all the things that have to happen are in there and they're assigned to people as tasks. So mm. I go in there probably once every eight weeks, I pull out all of the things that I need to do. I use another planner that I then um, enter them all into and I assign them to days and times. So basically my whole week is um, planned from like 7am or 8am to like 5.30pm. Every hour is assigned to a task um, and it just depends on what's going on. Maybe like one day I'll be doing like four hours of strategy or maybe then I've got some meetings. So um, it's hard to say. I, yeah, it really so changes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it's if that works for you, because everyone's different. Like, as you said, some people choose the one day to do this, but, like, I feel like if you forced yourself to do that and you knew it wouldn't be the most productive way for your brain and <laughs> your mind, then you wouldn't yeah. have been as, you know, successful. Yeah, I mean, every, yeah, everyone's different and that's the, that's what works for me. Yeah. I think, like, again, the ADD thing, ADHD thing, <laughs> I, uh, I get overwhelmed. If I'm like, I've got 10 things to do, I don't even know where to start and I get like overwhelmed paralysis and I'm like, mm. <laughs> I can't do anything. Mm. So I structure my day from like in time increments so that I can go, okay, first I do this and I've got 45 minutes to get that done. Then mm. I do this. Um, but yeah, my, like the tasks that I do range from so many different things from like product development or like creative direction, um, financial forecasting. I spend a lot of time in our finances. Um, uh, like analyzing data and reporting, um, you know, working with our contractors. Um, yeah, there's a whole range of different stuff that happens. <laughs> mm, nice. Yeah. We love to end our chat with a little bit of would you rather? And so there are four unknown questions that uh, Kate doesn't know. <laughs> so the first question, would you rather never journal again or never meditate again? Probably never journal, to be honest. Yeah, okay. Are you a journaler or a meditator? I meditate. Um, journaling I do, but I'm more of a, like a talker. Like if I – talking is kind of like my journaling sometimes. Mm, yep. So I talk to myself if I'm in the car or something and I'll be like, no, I reckon blah, 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 and I'll just talk to myself like I pretend I'm just talking on the phone. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I do that too and then I yeah. catch myself and I'm like, wow. I think it's one of those things that more people than you realise do, do and then you talk to someone you're like, oh, okay, I'm, <laughs> I feel better now. <laughs> so true. So, so good. Okay, question two. Would you rather never get stuck uh, – wait. Would you rather get stuck at all red traffic lights or have incredibly slow internet? Oh, get stuck at their traffic lights. Slow internet is so, so frustrating. It's like my pet peeve. Yes, I <laughs> Everything's going slowly and you're like, oh, oh, especially because <laughs> I plan my day for time. Yes. And I'm like, I've got half an hour to get this done. Bloody hurry up. <laughs> yeah, so true. I can't imagine the days of like dial up. <laughs> imagine if we had to do that now. Okay, question number three. Would you rather be forced to listen to the same 10 songs on repeat for the rest of your life or be forced to watch the same five movies on repeat for the rest of your life? Uh, probably. Oh, I don't even know. Probably watch the same movies. Yeah. Like songs get annoying if you listen to them too many times, but movies you can always, you can like connect. I watch Finding Nemo so many times. And <laughs> I, watch, I like it. So I kind of think that. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I, was, I, feel, I feel like I listen to music more than I watch movies. Yeah. I, w I was thinking of the question. I'm like, wait, I do that anyway. The same five movies on repeat. I'm like, well, <laughs> that's my life. That's my life anyway. <laughs> All right. 
Final question. Would you rather drink a full glass of expired chunky milk or eat an entire bowl of mouldy strawberries? Definitely the stra- I'd ra- way rather eat the strawberries. Milk. The thought of chunky milk oh. just is a no for me. If someone said they would rather do that, I'd just question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Oh, so funny. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Kate. We've absolutely loved chatting with you. And um, for everyone listening, where can we find you and Retreat Yourself? So you can find Retreat Yourself um, on Instagram at retreatyourself underscore box. Um, And you can find me on Instagram at a piece of Kate with underscores between all of the words. Very punny. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so yeah and our website and everything's on there as well <laughs> cool thanks Kate. Thanks so much Kate Thank you so much, see ya thanks for listening to today's chat if you loved what we had to say hit subscribe leave us a review and find us on Instagram at some would say podcast talk then <laughs>